Hey, kids, if you'd like for us to read your story, have your parents email us at thekidventurespodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait to share your imaginative, crazy, and funny stories with all of our kid listeners. Now, let's get this podcast party started. Welcome to the Kid Ventures Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Goss, a homeschool dad and author of middle grade fiction, including the series The Traveler's League. I'm passionate about creative writing, and I want to spread that passion to others, especially you kids, through this new podcast where you, the students, the kids, are the stars of the show. So, you ready? Let's go. Each episode, we will hear from a young author who answers the question, what is your story? In today's episode, we will hear from Ezra from Spring Hill, Tennessee. Hey, I'm Ezra and I'm 11 years old. My story is called The Moose and the Berry Grape Mystery. The things I like to do in my free time are write stories and uh, do homework. I'm excited for you to hear my story. Thank you for listening to the Kid Ventures Podcast. If you love middle grade fantasy, you should get a copy of The Timepiece, a book by Nick Goss. The Timepiece is a true middle grade fantasy. It's a fun, clean, mysterious, easy read, fit for ages 8 to 12. But its unique storyline and thrilling twists will hook readers of all ages. If your 8 to 12 year old is a fan of Spiderwick, Harry Potter, the BFG, they are sure to enjoy this magical, humorous tale. Go to Amazon right now and get a copy of The Timepiece for just 99 cents. The Timepiece, book one of the Traveler's League series by Nick Goss. You can find links and details in the show notes. Before we get to this episode's special story, we have a segment called What Are You Reading? where I like to sit down with Rihanna, my wife, and learn a little more about an author of middle grade fiction. I'm excited about today's episode. Today's author is someone that I think people are missing out on his books because of the publication date. Really? So like how old are we talking about? Not too old. I would say the majority of his publications for middle grade happen between 1940 to 1960. And the author that we're talking about today is Robert Lawson. I love Robert Lawson. Uh, when you actually, when you first suggested Robert Lawson as kind of the feature for this segment, I automatically thought of Ferdinand the Bull. That's right. He was actually the illustrator of the classic picture book about the lovable bull named Ferdinand. And remember our daughter, Eva May, when she was about three years old, yeah, she memorized, she memorized it. Ferdinand. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those situations when you have a young young child that like fixates on a certain picture book and mm-hmm. is always bringing it to you. Mm-hmm. Mommy, will you read this? Mommy, will you read this? So that was what uh, Eva May loved when she was just a toddler and ended up by reading it so many times she could recite it it was adorable she was so cute yeah so uh so robert lawson he illustrated it but it was actually written by monroe leaf and robert lawson illustrated a lot of books actually during that time during the 1930s it was uh, his historical fiction book ben and me that really introduced me to his works as an author Ben and Me. Tell, tell us about that book. So Ben and Me is a classic historical fiction book. In the story, Benjamin Franklin has a little mouse that lives in his home. The mouse is named Amos, and Amos helps Ben Franklin discover all of his 
you know, famous inventions and things that he discovers. And he discovers them because the mouse has helped him yeah, yeah, <laughs> learn yeah, about yeah. those things. So um, not completely accurate. You know, that's why we would call it historical fiction. Um, and I think Christian read it when he was around fourth grade. We used it as part of our American history stream from 1700 to 1800. And uh, it's a chapter book, I would say okay. just over 100 pages. And okay. it's good for grades second through fifth, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. And Disney also made an animated short based on the book. Benedict. Really? So, of course, after every book, you got to have a party. Of course. We watched the movie after we finished that story. <laughs> so what are some other titles you'd recommend? So one that we haven't read yet, but along the same lines as Ben and me, is the book Paul Revere and I. This story is told through the eyes of Paul Revere's horse. When we cycle back through this period of American history, I'll add it to our list of read-alouds. Okay, cool. So it sounds like he wrote a lot about American history, basically. Yes, I, I think that's probably a passion of his, since I do love collecting books that have wonderful illustrations. Yes, you do. And then <laughs> well-written narratives. Um, I found that Lawson published a book called Watch Words of Liberty. You know, like on Amazon, we read Ben and Me. It was such a great book. I was like, what else has Robert Lawson actually written? So I grabbed the book Watchwords of Liberty. It's a collection of famous quotes throughout American history and a small snippet of information about the person and events surrounding that quote. So I think it's a great addition to American history text because each page is short with interesting anecdotes and beautiful pen and ink illustrations yeah. that Lawson is known for. Yeah, yeah, he's so great, so iconic. Uh, was he an artist before he was an author? Yeah, I was reading and kind of researching the background of, of Robert Lawson, and after high school, he did study art in New York for a few years, but then he served in World War I. Um, after World War I, he was sought after as an illustrator for magazines, and some other children's authors like cool. Monroe Leaf. Cool. But his gift in writing started out with picture books and then led to chapter books like those I mentioned. So if your children really like the idea of learning history through historical fiction, he also has a book about Christopher Columbus and Captain Kidd. Ooh, Captain Kidd. I'd like to read that one. <laughs> and Captain Kidd's story is told through his cat. Well, I'm not a crazy, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of cats, as you know. But I love, I love piratey stuff. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Cool. Well, I am so glad to know about these books, and I'd love to hear from our listeners. So if they have any specific Robert Lawson titles they'd like to, to, to recommend, uh, leave a comment or maybe send us a message, an email at thekidventurespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you check out the show notes uh, for links to these books that we've talked about by Robert Lawson. And uh, Rihanna, I appreciate the recommendation. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you bet. I can't wait to hear this episode's feature story by our student author coming up next. Now it's time for our featured story. Kid Finch's podcast proudly presents Moose. And the Very Great Mystery by Ezra. This story is dramatized and adapted for your listening pleasure by me, the narrator. Once there lived a moose, and his name was Moose. Now I know what you're thinking, big surprise. 
but his actual name was Moose. Moose the Moose. Now, not every moose that lived at that time was named Moose. There was one named Steve and another named Jerry. I think there was a Gertrude. So all that to say, not all mooses were named Moose. Or maybe it's Mises. Not all Mises named Moose? No, that can't be right. I'll have to look it up later. Anyway, Moose had a best friend named Rex. Can you guess what Rex was? He was a T-Rex. That's right, a dinosaur. The big scary one with massive teeth that can't do push-ups. When Moose and Rex were children, they were obsessed with this awesome board game called Monopoly. They had all sorts of different themed Monopoly games. Monopoly Electronic Edition, Monopoly Family Fight Night, Monopoly Longest Game Ever, Miss Monopoly, Manopoly, Monopoly Homeless Edition, Japanopoly, where you move your game pieces around with chopsticks. <laughs> Rex really hated that one. And Moose's favorite, Monopoly Dogs vs. Cats. Alas, there was no podcastopoly back then. That would have been really cool. They could move little microphone pieces around the board. Anyway, there were so many Monopoly games that both Moose and Rex each had a whole room full of shelves piled high with those most epic board games. Really, from floor to ceiling, it was quite impressive. Time went on and they grew up and bought a house and became roommates. And even then, they still had all the Monopoly games and loved to play them. One random night, while Moose and Rex were sound asleep in their own rooms, one of their windows was slowly and quietly opened. A no-good, monopoly-obsessed scoundrel slipped into their house with a giant sack and stole every last Monopoly game. Even Monopoly Homeless Edition, and there's like no Monopoly money or properties in it. It's just a cardboard box with more cardboard stuffed inside. Well, when Moose and Rex woke up the next morning, they saw that all the Monopoly games had been stolen. Gone. Every last one. Moose was heartbroken. No! I worked so hard to collect those games. They were worth thousands of dollars. Thousands! Rex comforted his friend. It's all right, buddy. We'll figure this out together. But how? Moose exclaimed. We don't have any... Wait, honey? Moose, what are you talking about? Of course we have honey. It's in the pantry. No, not that. There's honey on the floor. Look! It's a mystery. This is a case for... No, wait. Don't say it. Detective Moose! Oh, no. Okay, there's honey on the ground. No, Rex. I never put any food or shrinks in this room, right? Yeah. Do we really have to do this? There is only one animal that loves honey that much. A bear. Upon closer examination, Detective Moose noticed a tuft of fur stuck to the honey. The hair was reddish-brown in color. <gasps> only bears from the Redwood Forest has that color fur. Rex sighed, resigning to follow his friend Moose, now Detective Moose, on whatever crazy adventure lie ahead of them. Then, I guess, to Redwood Forest we go. After a day's journey, they arrived at the edge of the woods, just as the sun was setting. Isn't it beautiful? Redwood Forest, wow. Yeah, but shouldn't we get going? It's gonna be dark soon, and I'm getting hungry. You know how I get when I'm hungry. Indeed he did. 
Moose recalled an incident when he and Rex got a flat tire and didn't make it to the local Burger King. Rex was starving and ended up rampaging and destroying their car just before he looked at Moose with a strange predator gleam in his eye and saw nothing but a pile of whoppers with moose antlers. Moose barely escaped and vowed to stay on top of their vehicle maintenance schedule to avoid any such incidents like that in the future. Yeah, I know, but don't worry, friend. I know where to look. I have an old buddy who lives around here. He knows every person in Redwood Forest. Does he have food? Moose assured Rex that his local buddy did in fact have food and would be happy to feed them. Within a few minutes walk, they arrived at Moose's old buddy's house. Hey Moose old buddy, good to see you. Where you been? Moose explained that he bought a house and introduced his roommate Rex. Dang, you look hungry. I got some steaks I just cooked and you're welcome to them. Detective Moose then explained the reason for their visit. I need your help. Our Monopoly games have been stolen, and I was wondering if you had some clues. <laughs> well, you and your Monopoly games. Fortunately, I can help you. This morning I was walking to the bowling alley and saw a Monopoly piece on the sidewalk. It was right in front of a little house next to the bowling alley. Hmm, now that I think about it, last night I saw a big old bear with an even bigger sack thrown over his shoulder walk right into that house. And I remember hearing a jingle jangle sound like a bunch of tiny pieces bouncing up and down in his sack. And, well, that's it. Well, thank you, buddy. Yeah, the steaks were delicious. No, for the clues, Rex. Oh, right. Sorry. Oh, you're welcome. Good luck, Detective Moose. Detective Moose and his no longer hangry sidekick Rex went straight to the bowling alley. Sure enough, there was a little house right next door. Hello? Give us back our Monopoly games. What are you talking about? Oh, wait. You're the ones looking for the lost games. I see. My friend Gamble McBramble said that she found some Monopoly games in the park last night and was borrowing them until she could find the owners. You wait right here and I'll go grab those games for you. <laughs> Thank you for telling us. But Detective Moose knew the bear was lying. The games weren't borrowed from a park. They were stolen from their home. The bear went back inside, but he didn't have any intention of returning the games. Instead, the bear fired up his stove and grabbed his gun. His dinner was standing at his front door. While the bear was inside, Rex came up with a plan. Moose, I have a plan. Let's go home and- Are you hungry again, Rex? What? No. Honestly, pack a snack next time, jeez. Listen, let's go home and disguise our truck as a moving truck. I'll park behind the bear's house. You dress as a boy scout and go around front. Start trying to sell him some cookies. I will sneak in through the back door and load our truck with the Monopoly games. If anyone sees us, they'll just think we're a moving company helping Bear move to a new home. When the games are all loaded in the truck, I'll pull around front. Then you wrap up your story, hop in the truck, and we drive home. Okay? Ooh, that sounds like a good plan to me. So Detective Moose and his clever dino sidekick raced home. They grabbed a snack, disguised their truck as a moving truck, and zoomed back to the little house right next to the bowling alley. 
Hello? The bear was not expecting to see a young boy scout with antlers standing on his doorstep. Hello, kind sir. We're helping raise money for the orphanage. And we were wondering if you could buy these cookies. Not interested. We have honey drizzled cookies. No, thank you. Wait, honey cookies? Yes, please. How much are they? They're 25 cents each. That's outrageous. I'll give you five cents per cookie. Detective Moose, disguised as a Boy Scout, haggled with the grumpy cheapskate bear, while Rex slipped through the back door quietly, or as quietly as a T-Rex can slip through a door, and found the games. He began quietly loading games into his truck, but it would take at least a dozen trips more than he thought because of his tiny arms. Neither he nor Detective Moose thought about that. It took so long that by the time Rex only had one more board game to slip into the truck, Moose had settled on a pretty good deal with a bear for a large order of cookies. Okay, deal. I will buy 20 cookies for 20 cents each. Oh, oh, wait, I forgot to bring my wallet. I'll be right back. Bear went back inside the house. Moose could see from the doorway that Rex wasn't done loading the games. He could see Rex holding the last Monopoly game. It was huge, and he was holding it in his scrawny T-Rex arms. It looked heavy, and Moose was pretty sure that it was Monopoly Bodybuilder Edition. As Bear began to turn back into the house, he spotted Rex and roared in anger. <coughs> Rex, frightened by the bear, dropped the game, making a loud crash. What was that? Came a voice from upstairs. It was Gamble McBramble herself, the mama bear. This one was bigger, meaner, and had been the one that had stolen all of the games the night before. Detective Moose shouted, Rex, come on, they're on to us. Hop in the truck. Rex did hop in the truck and sped around to the front of the house. Get in, he yelled, as Gamble and Bear came charging out of the front door right towards Moose. Detective Moose jumped into the back of the truck as it sped away from the burglar bears. They sped back home with all of the stolen Monopoly games they had stolen back from the Steelers, except Bodybuilder Edition, which Rex was totally fine with. They celebrated that night by playing more Monopoly, Monopoly Goldilocks Edition, and filling their bellies with honey-drizzled Boy Scout cookies. The end. Wow, wasn't that a fun story? Who would have ever thought that a moose and a T-Rex could be best friends and share a love of Monopoly? <laughs> I love it. I've played so much Monopoly. Oh my gosh, yeah, I've even gotten into some fights with my family over Monopoly. Kids don't fight over Monopoly. Anyway, we're going to sit down with the author next. That's right, we're going to talk to Ezra himself right after this. Jimmy is a homeschooler. Jimmy loves to tell stories and dreams of being a famous author someday. But poor Jimmy has no idea how to turn his story ideas into an actual book. Don't worry, Jimmy. Nick Goss has a free six-video series on YouTube called Writing Tips for Kids. Ask your parents' permission to subscribe to the Kid Ventures YouTube channel. There you will find the Writing Tips for Kids videos that will show you all the steps you need to take your ideas and craft them into a book. You'll learn everything you need to know about creating characters and story structure, and even how to come up with great story ideas. Writing Tips for Kids. 
on the Kid Ventures YouTube channel. All right, so Ezra, I loved your story, Moose and the Very Great Mystery. How did you come up with the idea for like a moose and a T-Rex to be best friends? Where did that come from? I actually, uh, when I was little, like three, I think, years old, um, animal moose, and I decided to name him Moose. My dad and my brother would tease me that uh, it's Bruce. Rex, I think, was my second stuffed animal I had, and I just decided to call him Rex. Awesome. So, do you play Monopoly? Yes. <laughs> Star Wars, specifically. I was going to ask, so Star Wars Monopoly is your favorite? Yeah. Well, I loved your story, man, and thank you for sending it to me. It was super creative. You're and welcome. keep writing, man. Keep up the great work writing. Thank you. Awesome. Hey, kids, if you're listening and you have a story that you'd like to submit, have an adult go to our Kid Ventures podcast page on my author website at nickgoss.com or have them send us an email at thekidventurespodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to read your story. Also, let me tell you about our online community at Patreon, parents. Our VIP members will receive a letter in the mail. Yes, the actual snail mail. We will physically mail you a letter every month from the Kid Ventures podcast team. This printed newsletter will have fun writing tips and prompts for your kids, submissions like poems and pictures from our listeners, and also a note from me, Nick Goss, and the rest of the Kid Ventures podcast team. You can also join us each month for a Zoom call and get early access to new podcast episodes. Check out the show notes for all the information and links. That's it for this episode, kids. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast and leave us a good review on iTunes. Also, if you're a parent, we'd love it if you check out our Patreon page and join our community. This is Kid Ventures Podcast. See you next time.